You're listening to the awesome Podcast Network. This is 80s Revisited. I'm your producer, Jesse Sedgley. And now, your host, Trey Harris. Does it have to be human? Does it have to be mine? Where am I supposed to get it? Feed me, Seymour. Feed me all night long. And we're back to feed your earlobes. Some wet, hot 80s revisited. Fresh. Just like Audrey 2 wants it. Yeah. Must be blood. Yes. It's making a face. Anyway. <laughs> making um, a face for a podcast. Of course, I'm one of your hosts, Trey Moore Harris. <laughs> Joining me again by popular demand, my wife. Autumn too. Autumn too. <laughs> and of course, our faithful producer and shop owner, Jesse Sedgley. Yes, I am. What? Of course, we're coming back. Episode 107, Little Shop of Horrors. This one is a true revisit for me, as we'll get into. But anyway, released December 19th, 1986, that the greatest year of cinema history, as we talked about before. IMDb gives it a 6.9. Rotten Tomatoes, 90% critics, 79% audience. So pretty popular among critics and audiences alike. Budget was an estimated $25 million. Open for 3.6. Domestically, grossed around 38. No worldwide figures that I could find on the entire interwebs. However, rentals, $19.3 million. So it made its money back. Mm. And didn't need a sequel. So glad there wasn't one. <laughs> but uh, this was actually directed by Miss Piggy himself, Frank Oz. Mm-hmm. Also better on, uh, otherwise also known as Yoda. Uh, also, of course, in The Dark Crystal. He also directed, however, In and Out and Bowfinger. So he's a very accomplished director as well as Puppeteer. I really enjoyed Bowfinger. It's really underrated movie. I think <laughs> really like, super funny. Unfortunately, what in the nineties, wasn't it? Yeah, ninety nine. Yeah. So not for this podcast, but oh, if you yeah, haven't seen it, definitely different. you should check it out. Back when Heather Graham was important. Right, <laughs> that's true. For those four movies. Well, if Twin Peaks comes back, maybe it should be relevant again. Mm-hmm. Uh, written by Howard Ashman, he wrote the play version as well as the film. Uh, based on an original screenplay by Charles B. Griffith from the 1960 film. And it's important to note, too, that the original film wasn't a musical. It was a straight-up horror movie. Mm. The This film was the musical based off the Broadway show that kind of occurred between the original film and this one. Sort of like how uh, they made musicals out of, like, Evil Dead and uh, other movies yeah. that they've oh, transitioned. Like, there's, like, 9 to 5, for example, next week's movie, as a matter of fact. Uh, became a musical after the film. A musical based on the film, I should say. So it's not unheard of. This is definitely one of the better ones, if I had to say so. Uh, starring uh, an alumni of the podcast and an 80s icon, Rick Moranis, former actor, now record producer, at Seymour, of course, uh, best known as Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. Jesse has a special kinship with that character, having one funniest I costume. Have- Portrayed this character once. <laughs> Riveting performance, I must say, old man. <laughs> Top notch. Uh, also, of course, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, Ghostbusters 1 and 2. Uh, and you won't see him in any films anymore because he retired to produce hip-hop records or something like that. Wait, who's this? Rick Moranis. Oh, no, Bluegrass. Bluegrass, yeah. I knew it was some 
<laughs> <I'd>, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't know. Yeah, and his uh, wife died of like cancer, so that's why he had to go take care of his kids. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Poor Rick. You are missed. I might nope. be. She died of something. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, it wasn't cancer. Pretty sure it was cancer. But uh, Ellen Green was Audrey One. Uh, she was also on The Professional and The Naked Gun 33 and a third. And she originated the role of Audrey on Broadway. And mm. now she's in uh, Weeds or something like that. Or, uh, like, or what is that show I'm thinking of? Maybe not. Young and the Restless? <laughs> no, I thought it was something else. Heroes? No. There was some, it's what her little profile picture's from. Oh, this? Yeah, what's that from? It's from a TV show. I or maybe not. Never don't mind. No. I thought she was in some other show that was currently running, but I was wrong. Thinking of somebody different again. Pushing Mind daisies. is not on the movie. That's it. Pushing daisies. That's the one I was thinking of. Okay. Which I guess that show's not running on, now. Yeah, no, it's, it's not. over. I guess. Uh, Ended uh, in '09. Well, see, I'm just way behind yeah. on my dates. <laughs> yeah. Thing, you know, I'm so current that things seem old. Things seem current. True. I make old things current. <laughs> what? By thinking them. Right. And making him relevant again. I'm bringing it back. Uh, Vincent Gardinia was Mushnick, the shop owner. He was also in Moonstruck and the Charles Brosnan classic, Death Wish. Uh, Levi Stubbs was the voice of Audrey, too. Uh, most notably, he was also the voice of Mother Brain in Captain and the Game Master. <laughs> uh, but also, he was a member of the Four Tops. So, mm. uh, you might have noticed one of the chorus girls was Tisha Campbell, of course, better otherwise known as Gina from Martin. Uh, Steve, speaking of Martin, Steve Martin as Orange Scrivello, the D- DDS, the dentist, also veteran of the podcast with the Three Amigos, and of course the jerk, and all sorts of hilarious yeah. movies throughout his long and illustrious career. Didn't Jack Nicholson play that part in the original movie? No, he was actually a patient in the uh, office. He wasn't. He he was like he, it was a bit. He had a bit part right. in that film. 60s. A lot of people kind of think that he was the dentist for yeah, some reason, but know. he wasn't. Uh, so there you go if you're on Jeopardy. You didn't play mm-hmm. that role. And a ton of cameos from some of the greatest actors of all time. Uh, three of these are some of the greatest actors. Not One of these four is not one of the greatest actors. I'll let mm-hmm. you decide which one. But a cameo is from John Candy, Bill Murray, James Belushi, and Christopher Guest. Christopher Guest uh, married to Jamie Lee Curtis, six-fingered man from Princess Bride. Uh, of course, we all know who Bill Murray and John Candy are. And, of course, James Belushi, the less funny Belushi. One of these things are not like the yeah, other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I hadn't seen this movie. Actually, let me go back to the, the genesis of watching it again and then deciding to do it for the podcast. Our friends over at Now vs. Nostalgia, John was mentioning that they were going to do it or they were going to watch it. or It came up somehow. And mm-hmm. I was like, God, I haven't seen that movie since literally it was on video. So I had to be 87, 88 maybe. Really young. And I didn't, did not like it as a kid. Just didn't didn't care for it. Probably because my mother watched mu- like Grease and The Sound of Music over and over again. So like, oh, it's a musical. Okay, but uh, I was like, I haven't seen it since then. I have. To, I need to revisit it. So me and my wife watched it, and that, come to find out, Autumn's watched it a million times, like a bajillion totes. Yeah. And I was just like, and I have to say, after watching it again, this movie is so good. Mm. It is damn good. Like I absolutely love this movie now. The music's really good. Yeah. As a kid, I didn't that didn't that didn't pick up. And the puppetry is really good oh, too. The puppet for the plant is yeah. am- absolutely amazing. It no looks, CG. It looks great. All on set, practical. In That's fact, crazy. one of the puppeteers in it is Jim Henson's son, Brian Henson. Hmm. So runs well, in the family. Well, you know, Frank Oz knew who to call. Well, yeah. <laughs> he, he wasn't working <laughs> he with some second rate puppeteers. He had a friend that you know could hook him up. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if you he haven't seen this, or you're you know you've just heard of it. I highly, highly recommend 
you know, go pick it up or go to Amazon, go to awesomepods.com, click on the Amazon link, go to and get the Blu-ray. Uh, I haven't done that in a while. I will, yeah, I know. I'll figure, I'll always remember it after the podcast on the drive home. They won't allow me to do it because I own the account. So. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because I buy a lot of crap from Amazon, but I can never do that. The best thing to do to our diehard fans, just go ahead and set your bookmark to our page and go to our page instead of Amazon. And you're going to cost you nothing. Small kickback to the show. Nothing extra to y'all. just helps us out in a minute way, which helps when you're doing this for, you know, the passion and the love of it, not to make a living. Should I be doing that? Yes. I told you that like a year ago. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Might be. You know, Christmas time, we could have got, Jesse could have gotten a check for like five bucks. Uh, At least. (laughs) At least, yes. But yeah, if you haven't seen it, definitely check it out again. Uh, especially if you're like me and had like a memory of it, yeah. but not necessarily positive or negative. But then watching it again, revisiting like, this film was amazing. Audrey's song "Downtown" like that's just a standalone awesome song. Like it's every song I've listened to this soundtrack at work and... since we watched this two weeks ago. Wow! That, the first thing I did after we watched the movie when I downloaded the soundtrack, <laughs> it's phenomenal. Uh, the downtown song's great. A lot of this, uh, most of the songs are great. Steve Martin's Dennis song is so awesome. <laughs> uh, and and, and uh, you now know, the, the thing that's amazing about this is that it it really is better when you're older because it's a dark oh, musical yeah, comedy. Everyone dies. Yeah. Well, <laughs> now now we watch the version we watched was actually the original ending, not the theatrical version. In the ending, in the version we had, everybody does die. Literally, everybody <laughs> dies, and the plants destroy humanity. Yeah, that's the original ending. The theatrical ending is Seymour saves Audrey and electrocutes Audrey too. Yeah. It's and I watched it on YouTube because I'm like, wait a second, like, <laughs> that never it, happened. But the ending, from, the original ending where the everybody dies unhappy ending is so much better. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. it's so great because uh, I always prefer a sad ending or. An everybody dies ending. I hate happy endings. <laughs> All right, Dante. I hate him. <laughs> What's your favorite Star Wars? Empire? Because of the downer ending? <laughs> we going to reenact Clerks right now? Uh, no, I was just going to say, you know, I don't really 37? <laughs> <laughs> if you've seen the movie, you know what we're talking about. If you haven't, Everyone's go ask your mom. Seen that right. Movie. <laughs> Did you say ask your mom? Yes, that's, the, that's another part of the, the dynamic of the joke we're going for here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but... Uh, Sorry, Again, as an adult, keep up. and you're watching, you're doing fine, sweetie. You're just you're, you're short, so you got to go a little faster. Oh, uh, your jokes are so funny. Uh, I'm not the one getting comments on Facebook of how they want more of me on the podcast. They want, you know, Autumn's the one getting all the comments. Maybe if you have fewer dad jokes. Dad jokes? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean like jokes that are old for older people? Yep, that's what I mean. Just, eight, you know, just forget about the older crowd. Yeah. <laughs> All right, kids. Uh, uh. I don't even know. I don't even know how to relate to kids these days. <laughs> Welcome to Lady Three Visited. <laughs> oh God. But anyway, yeah. Uh, it's it, there's so much more to appreciate with this film as you're older. As a kid, like I didn't get it. I'm just like, eh, okay. Let me go watch Return of the Jedi yeah. again or something else. But watching it again, phenomenal. And the uh, the song that uh, Audrey sings, uh, somewhere that's green. Yeah. It's like a freaking tearjerker. It's the song that, like, in, in most uh, plays, the uh, the melody repeats in the sad moments. That's, like, the sad song of the piece. So near the end when she, you know, if you haven't seen it, if you've seen the director's she cut. Dies. She, she dies. She dies so hard. <laughs> you know, that's the recurring theme that happens 
uh, or in that part. It's a sad thing. <laughs> she wants to go somewhere that's green, and she gets eaten, eaten by and a she, plant. And she gets she goes inside <laughs> the plant, but then Seymour gets eaten, so they're together forever. So they're dead, but it, it you know it's you know, it's it's beautiful and green. Yeah, it's it's it. This really is a great movie. Like I absolutely 180 degree opinion of it after watching it as an adult, which is you know on this podcast, like some movies we covered, most of them are ones I liked anyway. So. Have you ever been turned the other way? I'm sure you have. I've just crawl, which we haven't covered yet on the podcast, <laughs> right. but watched it again like a long, like a while back. Actually, and just like this movie doesn't. This is it not what I remember. Up. This is not what I remember at all. In fact, if you want to hear more something, if you if I just said the word crawl and you're like, oh, I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Our friends at Now versus Nostalgia just covered that one a couple of weeks ago. So go listen to their podcast because it's gonna be a while before we get to it. <laughs> uh, it's the last. It's the last movie on our cover photo, right? To do. And I've already made the new one. Yep. So I'm it's not... It's about to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> just, we're just going to change it anyway. We're going to do Crow way later <laughs> when there's not something good to talk about. Right. When we run out of 1986. <laughs> yeah. Which we good could do... Year. The whole podcast could be a 1986. Yeah. For real. And we'd have so over 100 episodes of it. <laughs> but anyway, you you obviously watched this movie a lot when you were a uh-huh. kid. And, you know, you watched it with me for the first time since we've been together that I know of, at least. Yeah. So being a fan of it... As a child, and then watching it again, as good, better, not as good? Um, I mean, I definitely have more of an appreciation for it as an older um, person who's not a child, anyway. Um, especially because... Not I'm that a- you ever were a child. Of course not. According to last week's episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, you know, the downer ending. I d- so obviously wouldn't have seen that as a child, yeah. because that's not the copy you got at Blockbuster. Um, Blockbuster Online. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, I like it. Um, I remembered all the music, obviously. Yeah, I, I caught you up my peripherals singing along. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I still like the music. But the story makes, not that it makes more sense, but it's more relatable. Yeah, as an adult. As an adult. Which is why, like, exactly why I think, That's why I like the downtown song so much, because they're like, God, my life fucking sucks, and I'm like, I feel you. <laughs> really? Is, your, is this life I made for us that bad? Huh? But when you're a I kid, didn't get make a paradise for you? When you're a kid, you're like, yeah, Skid Row does suck. You should move. And then as an adult, you're like, yeah, but you don't have any fucking money. And you work at a flower shop and you don't have any skills. But I mean, it looked like. Sing, damn it. I mean, it looked sing. like crap, but everybody could hold a note. I mean, it seems like a happy place to live. There's songs, people are singing and happy. Skid Row is not a good place to be. The Skid Row in this movie didn't seem that bad. There's a, a sadomasochist dentist right right down the road, and you know, knife and hobos for all you know. <laughs> Probably. Well, then the most dangerous thing in, this, in Skid Row is a man eating plant. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, Jesse, I mean, have you ever have you seen it recently or back in the day? God, or? I know. It's, I want to say I've seen it, but I can't can't remember details. You should really prepare better. Yeah, well. <laughs> no, no, you should just watch it now that you're I'm getting a, a recommendation. That has a mic. No, I'm totally kidding. <laughs> he's totally like, kidding. what's the chick on how? He's our Robin. I'm yeah. Howard, and you're Beetlejuice, and he's what Robin. What are you talking about? The Howard Stern Show. He's a producer. <laughs> I was like, who are these characters in Beetlejuice? I don't know. <laughs> hey, clearly you're the when, only. After we get home and off the air, Google a picture of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Like Michael Keaton? No, no. <laughs> this is a different Beetle Beetle juice. It's different. I was making. A, don't don't worry about. it. I don't get thing. your references. You're, I, I you're know. Too old. No, no. This is this is actually a pretty current reference. There's yeah, Beetlejuice. Yeah, but like for dads. No, there's Beetlejuice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice. 
And the only reason I said that you're him is because I couldn't think of anybody else that's on the show regularly enough. Uh, George Takei. He's on. Like every now and then. He's not like a regular. He's been on a lot. Yeah. Oh, we don't have Sirius, so don't listen to Howard Stern. I just know Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice, Robin, and Howard. And whoever their guest is. But <laughs> All right. Moving on. I'm, I'm working on it. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get this train going. But anyway... Uh, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, and there's a pretty good bit about it that's actually really interesting. Uh, as part of a, the promotion for the film, they actually had an interview with Audrey too. That's funny. The puppet, which and there was actually several of them, and in, there was an instance where Audrey ate Audrey too ate the interviewer. Excellent. Which they don't do. You know, I wish they did stuff like this today. Like, why, why aren't they interviewing the Avengers? You know, what, they're interviewing the actors, but they should interview. The Avengers. Like, back in the day, that was a kind of a regular thing, almost. Like, if there was a, uh, you know, like, Toy Story. I remember Woody and Buzz got interviewed. They even presented an Oscar one year. Really? Yeah. I mean, of course, the people there are just watching the screen, because the po- there's nothing on the podium. Right, uh, right. But then the screen shows them on the podium, like, I hey, everybody, we're here it. to present the award for Best Special Effects. You know, they used to be, like, uh, uh-huh. Robocop, you know, was interviewed. or something. I mean, there, you know, there, there, there were so many tie-ins with fantastical characters, you know, as promotion for these things. Whereas now it's just like, oh, we're here, we're talking with Robert Downey Jr. here for his new movie. Instead of like, we're talking to Tony Stark and he, you know, acts cocky and acts like that character or something. Well, hmm. the kids at the children's hospital get to interact with characters. Yeah, <laughs> character. I want to see that too. Why, why should these sick kids get all the get to see all it's the cool stuff? It's on YouTube. I know. But, you know, sometimes you just, you know, want uh, it differently. You want Tony Stark to talk to you, I know. Who doesn't? <laughs> but uh, the song Mean Green Mother from Outer Space was written for the film, and it is the first Oscar-nominated song to contain profanity. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, as a result, it was edited, replacing the more risque lyrics with lyrics cut from the final film, uh, although it was included on the film soundtrack. Well. So, yep. Uh, as I mentioned before, uh, the puppeteers who designed and operated the Audrey II puppet were veterans of Jim Henson. His workshop and his son was actually one of the operators. Most recently seen on that failed show that we watched on Sci-Fi, where they basically uh, face off for puppeteers. So boring. Uh, this was pretty funny. The originally when for the dentist office with Steve Martin, it was supposed to have like blood splattered on the wall and be much more like Gross. gruesome. And exactly, the test audience <laughs> said, "Oh, it's a little too much." So they like, who would go they cleaned to that it dentist? up. It's meant for to be funny because he's a sadist. So it's just. You it was overkill. And still, like, be a neat freak or something. Uh, what is it? A uh, kleptomaniac? What's a what? neat freak? What's a neat freak? What's the term? There's a, like you know they're called a what? I thought I thought it was kleptomaniac. No, kleptomaniacs no, like stealing. to steal. Yeah, uh, like a what? Like to steal. Okay, whatever. But the neat freak is uh like a clean freak. There's some like you know uh, obsessive compulsive or something like uh Mark because Mark Summers is it and Howie Mandel have it. Yeah, germaphobe. Okay, well, let's, let's say germaphobe then or something. I don't but, know. But, I mean, it OCD? goes... OCD? Obsessive-compulsive? Right. Um. So an obsessive-compulsive sadomasochist. It's got to be clean. But I need to beat somebody up and pull some teeth. But I got to clean up. So, yeah. Eh. You know what? Instead of harping on the word, I was, you know, I'm trying to think of a word. I wasn't I saying it was this. I'm just trying to find out what this word I'm thinking of is. Not saying it is. Don't need to harp on what I think it is, and you harp on what it actually is, so we can be have a res- resolution, our New Year's resolution to proceed to the next topic, such as uh, all these scenes were uh, the movie was actually filmed in England, uh, and they actually everything that you see in the film is a set, 
and it was actually filmed on the 007 stage, which gets, gets that nickname, obviously, because that's where they film a lot of the James Bond films, but it's also what? the largest soundstage in England at Pinewood Studios. Mm. So, uh, like, almost any epic movie has probably shot on that stage, like the new Star Wars did, I believe. Harry Potter shot on it, you know, because it's big enough to where they can make it whatever they need to do. Hmm. I mean, when, if, when, that, when you walk in that building, it's probably empty, but it's been, you know, Dagobah, it's been Hogwarts, it's been, you know, all these other fantastical places. But, of course, you know, they don't keep it that way. Movie Excuse magic. Me. Pretty much. Uh, this was really cool, and I didn't... I uh, read this after I saw the film, so I didn't look for it. But in the, uh, the Somewhere That's Green song, there's a zoom-out that is so long... They used two cranes. They used what? a camera mounted on a crane that was mounted on another crane. So the camera pulls back. The crane pulls back as far as it can. And when it reaches its limit, the next crane starts pulling. And you can actually see the moment that happens in the film. There's a slight vibration mm. as the second crane starts to pull the other crane back. Now it would have been why. a drone. Yeah, exactly. Drone shot. Easy. Oh, yeah, but back then they didn't have drones. I know. So they had to do it, you know, inventive ways. They had helicopters. We <laughs> 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 created a little wind, but, you know. Yeah, it's so windy in your <laughs> dreams. Uh, yeah, as I mentioned, there's no blue screens or opticals involved in Audrey II's scenes. Uh, it was made in six different stages of growth, and there were three different versions of Mushnick's shop, making it possible for two units to work with different sized plants at the same time. Wow. Uh, every day they had to be cleaned, repainted, and patched up at the end of each day, which is blah, 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 uh, which could take up to three hours just to touch it up and clean it up, depending on which version of Audrey you're talking about. Because, I mean, as you, you know, uh, I mean, they're physical with the puppet, too. It's not just, you know, like Kermit just kind of sitting there talking to somebody. It's getting, Seymour's grabbing it, and people are being shoved down its throat, and, you know, all sorts of <laughs> stuff is going on here. I wonder if you can buy one of the extras. I'm sure they're probably rotted by now or something. Mm. You know that stuff was was like it was it was built to last with a shoot. I mean, I'm sure there's probably one maybe in like the Hens, uh, Jim Henson labs, you know, the big warehouse or something, or it could be in a suitcase that's going to be found in an airport in Alabama, like Toggle. I think he's like foam. I'm sure it's like foam and latex or something, because it's very because I mean the lips are so the animatronics are mm-hmm. so detailed in it where, you know, it's talking and it's literally mouthing the words that it's uh, that you're seeing it saying. Uh, originally, they were going to offer the role of Audrey to Cindy Lauper, who arguably has a more annoying voice than Audrey <laughs> in the movie. Uh, and also, they, were, they were, were also talking about Madonna, which... She could never have hit those notes. Thank God. Ever. <laughs> thank God. Uh, there are two shots in the movie where the car from the John Carpenter movie, Christine, can be seen. Uh, the first one is during the musical dialogue for Total Eclipse of the Sun, where Seymour finds Audrey. It passes by. And then later, when Steve Martin pulls up to his dentist's office for his number, it passes by again. And it's the exact same car from Christine. Hmm. So it's a possessed car that's acting, behaving right now before, you know, it goes haywire. And then, uh, like we mentioned before, we saw the director's cut ending, basically, which was the originally planned ending for the film. Uh, But in 1998, the special edition DVD was released with that ending on it. And a few days after the release of the DVDs, they were yanked off the shelves and replaced with new ones that didn't contain the ending because the producer wanted to re-release the film in theaters with the gruesome ending. However, the ending wouldn't be restored for another 14 years with the release of the director's cut Blu-ray. So they like the original DVD release initially that had the alternate ending, very rare collector's item because they pulled it and didn't produce it anymore until the recent Blu-ray came out. Mm-hmm. And then all that was included back on it. 
So, but uh, anyway, going back at this film score wise, it's a nine. I absolutely love it. I would watch it again right now. It's wow. that good. It really is good. It's high marks. Autumn, you usually rate with animals. Yeah, so. I don't remember my rating system from last time, so I'm not sure. Um. I don't think there was a system. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just no, whatever you thought no, it was because no, you were drunk. No, there was a definite system, but I forget <laughs> what it was. So are you going to numbers now, or do you uh, like to do letters, colors, or things purple. you like? <laughs> it's a purple. Yeah, purple. So you know, in Destiny, yeah. that's like a rare. I would say in like, World of Warcraft, that's yeah, like that's an epic item. Yeah. So that's a good review. That's a good color. <laughs> All right. I just picked that off the top of my head. I have no idea All what right. you nerds are talking Rate, about. Rating of purple. There you go. I One, give it a nine. She gives it a purple. That that's would good. equate to like an eight-ish. Really? Eight that low? Low? Nothing. I think that's low for this. Uh, <laughs> this movie is so much better as an adult. All right, fanboy. I am now because it <laughs> it's that good. I, like, I'm not joking. You just like puppets. Who doesn't like puppets, you know? See? If this was made today, it'd be CG and look like shit. It would. It would look terrible. It would look like CGET. That was terrible. And, there, and like again, like you have to give so much credit to the puppet and the puppeteers in this film because there's so much interaction yeah. between the puppet and the actors. The whole, I mean, the whole time. I mean, it's they made such a believable character out of a whole bunch of foam. Those Hensons know what they're doing. Yeah, they got a little experience, I think. <laughs> And like, there's like the scene from the alternate ending where the plants are taking over the world, which the mm. alternate ending is so awesome uh, and hilarious and great and much better than the theatrical. But again, this release, December 19th, 1986, uh, five days before uh, the Rutan Voyager, which we mentioned before on the podcast, uh, I think I believe on the date when it completed its journey. But it was an experimental aircraft designed by Burt Rutan and piloted by Dick Rutan, I guess that's his brother, and Jana Yeager. Uh, began its flight around the world, and I believe it only took nine days, and it was the shortest circum, uh, circumnavigation of the world to that point. It's mm. a really weird plane. Like I'm, The thing that's really striking about it is it's really tiny, uh, and uh, they had to f- basically they had to lay prone in it to fly it for oh, like wow. nine days. So, But they made it around the world, so... They all it's had like a nine day day. <laughs> I, think. I guess they had catheters and yeah. poop bags or something, because like, when you see the picture of it, like they're li- like... They couldn't move in it practically, so. Wow. But I guess, it, you it's know. like flying in a sleeping bag. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For nine days. Jeez. I could do it. Bo- no, you have to be awake and like <laughs> flying <laughs> the no. plane, babe. It's no, not just never like. Mind. <laughs> you know. But anyway. And then uh, for Back to the Future, a couple of things we watched recently, most notably. I know, Jesse, you saw it and you recommended it to us, but we watched Foxcatcher. Oh, okay. And thought it was really, really good. Yeah. And crazy. Yeah, that shit was bonkers. Totally yeah, insane. it was. And like, it's I like your jaw drops at one point. Yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh <laughs> shit. You're like, and you know, spoiler. Okay, if you haven't seen Foxcatcher, highly recommended. We'll see you next week. Spoilers commence. <laughs> but because uh, I don't know anything about that story, uh-huh. you know, didn't I didn't go look on Wikipedia right. about the true story. I want to watch the movie. I was sitting here and I had to resist. You know, going to Wikipedia to finish. Yeah, to fill in. Oh, yeah, no. After we watched it, we were both like, what the fuck? Exactly, me too. (laughs) And I I was absolutely shocked when he killed Ruffalo. Yeah. I was like, no, kill Tatum. Like, no, no, you didn't (laughs) kill the wrong one. Good one. one. (laughs) You know, I probably haven't been that shocked since The Departed. Like, I didn't think think it delved into murder. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I I figured like he was going to like have an episode or something because he was always kind of off. Yeah, but I, I really thought he maybe attempted murder, but I, I honestly didn't think somebody was going to die. Yeah, in the way that in the in like flat out cold blooded murder, just and true story. Yeah, and yeah, then you know, story. and uh, <laughs> I don't know how much you looked into the true story, but 
uh, Kurt Angle trained there oh, before he that. went to compete at the Olympics and wow. knew uh, the brother that got killed and trained with him. Mm. In fact, when he won his gold medal, he dedicated it to the oh, brother that died. That. Wow. So, and then uh, we actually watched a little documentary on YouTube after it for of uh, the real uh, John DuPont. DuPont yeah. yeah, yeah. And he, like, Steve Carell nailed it. Like, his, uh-huh. his, like, I mean, the fake nose, it looks comical, but, like, the dude looked just like that. Yeah. And it was, but it was really, really good and shocking. Yeah. Didn't see it coming. <laughs> Didn't, th- I mean, I figured, like, you know, again, didn't think Ruffalo would die. Yeah. Like, he's the one doing everything for John. Uh, he's just like, <laughs> But he was nope. there. That's that's what happened. Bang, bang. Yeah. It was so sad. And he just points at the wife. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. But, yeah, if you haven't, of course, if you haven't seen it, and you should turn the podcast off already, otherwise it's spoiled, yeah. you might as well just, you know, <laughs> not watch it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a true yeah. story. You probably already read it. <laughs> very interesting story. Very, very interesting. Really liked it. Like, I knew the DuPont family was, like, crazy, but... Mm, crazy well, inbred. Crazy and inbred, <laughs> but weird. Like, that was just weird. Like, I assumed we were going into the realm of, like, I don't know, pedophilia or... Yeah, like how we, like, like tackle them and just right, lay... Right, like, right. Like, I assumed we were going there, like, sexual predator, taking advantage of all these boys he has training, and then I'm like, you're a wrestler, fight him off. Yeah, nope, that's not where it was going. <laughs> that, that's nope. not what happened at all. Nope. <laughs> not even a little bit. Nope, not at all. Hmm. But anyway, of course, if you want to drop us a line, let us know what you think of Little Shop of Horrors or any recommendations for movies that you'd like to hear us cover that we haven't, even though we've done over 100 episodes of this podcast. Uh, drop us a line, agevisited at gmail.com. Of course, on Facebook, on uh, Twitter, and on the webs, at Awesome Pods, all that stuff. And being part of the Awesome Podcast Network obviously means there's more than one podcast. All the old episode, old and classic episodes of Geekly Dose, Duo Attack, Jesse Sedgley podcast. If you'd like to know, you know, some personal stories about people that you probably will never meet, but nonetheless, they always say the greatest conversation you'll have, or maybe here, is that from a stranger. What are you talking? It's a <laughs> take. Just why don't you take a break? <laughs> no, there's a saying that the greatest conversation you'll ever have in your life is one you have with a stranger. Mm. You're just too scared to talk to people, so that will never <laughs> apply to you. But anyway, I'm just gonna look at my phone. And exactly. I don't like, hear huh, you anyway. What, uh, what, <laughs> Uh, of course, other episodes, why don't you know this? Republic City Report. And as always, please pay a visit to our friends at Now vs. Nostalgia. They just did a video game, uh, or excuse me, top 10 arcade, their top 10 arcade games of all time. Really great, uh, full of nostalgia on that episode. Took me back, reminded me of some games that I remember pumping quarters into, like a cheap hooker. Yep. Over and over as a young band. Marvel vs. Capcom 2? No, this, that, no, baby. I was in college when that came out. No, hookers. Real hookers. <laughs> yeah. You know, you go to the arcade and they'd be sitting there on the machine like, <laughs> oh, I put know. it in, boy. I hung out at bowling alleys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean pseudo-arcades? I'm talking about the dark, smoke-filled Cortana Mall, yeah. Bon Marche Mall. Was it Laser arcades, Quest or whatever? Uh, Spaceport. Spaceport, okay. Yeah, okay, both of them. <laughs> yeah. But the, but the one at Bon Marche, of course, if you haven't around here, you won't know what we're talking about, but the Bon Marche one was like, there had to be like some seedy shit going on there. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's sm- it was... Don't you li- think that would be the best place to sell drugs? Yeah, I'm sure that was going on. <laughs> I went in there to play the Star Wars arcade game, but like I mean, it's literally, you know, black light, black lit, black light lit. So you know, it's, right? With right. The, and the arcade machines are cast the most of the light, literally filled with cigarette smoke. You know, I play a whole bunch of older people. <laughs> you know, and the little kids playing, whatever. But anyway, awful. <laughs> that that that's why the arcades are dead because they were dens of inequity, yeah. <laughs> like Moss Eisley Spaceport, wretched hives of scum and villainy. 
That's why you'll never, unfortunately, like we were talking about the video stores uh, last week with uh, First Blood. Mm. I think that's something the age group below us will never know. Well, they have the uh, barcades now, such yeah. as Barcadia. So, have you? Oh, you been? Sucks. Sucks. How many yeah, arcade machines terrible. actually have? That part's okay. I played a couple rounds of Street Fighter, got to uh, uh, Vega, then you whipped my ass. <laughs> Which version of Street Fighter? <laughs> uh, Street Fighter 2. Just flat Just out flat vanilla? Out. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you can't even pick those characters. But Yeah. Yeah, everybody's easy it's, until, until you get, you get the, to the boss. And then, woohoo! Yeah, and he smokes me. Vega's um, always a little bitch. Did you eat? That's the worst part. What? Really? I know. I was expecting good stuff because of the so curbside guy. That's so disappointing. Yeah, I had a, like... Local talk, so <sighs> if you don't know what we're talking well, about. Yeah, yeah. If you're local... I mean, curbside also was in New Orleans, but... Yeah. yeah. I had them when they were food truck. It was good. Yeah. This time? Yeah. Wow. I kinda, it was very disappointing. What the balls? But also, <laughs> like, they had the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. And the Leonardo attack didn't work. So I was just jumping around the whole time. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Stay terrible. alive, Leo. I'll I was like, this quarters. place just opened up and they bought a broken machine or something. I don't nah, know. It's probably some little bastard or some drunk fucker. Yeah, spilled a beer on yeah. it or something. So Terrible. Yeah, that place was pretty bad and very expensive. Really? Yeah. You pay like 14 bucks for a, a really shitty burger. Wow. There you go, Barcadia. Reach out to us if you uh, want to defend yourself. Want a yourself. sponsorship? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I like how. Or invite me back. Roughly, how many arcade <laughs> units? I mean, is it like a pretty like? Would you consider that part like to be an arcade or more just like a diversion while you're waiting for your meal or some shit? Uh, I'll, I'll round up and say they have twenty of them. Oh well, I, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's pretty They're nice. Spread throughout the place. Yeah, oh, they so had the like, Simpsons arcade game. They had a. Uh, the old school ones like Galaga and all that stuff, and that's really so. It, it's not like it's like a section. Mortal Kombat, two different Mortal Kombat's in there, I think. Awesome. So oh, like yeah. they're kind of scattered around the whole. Yeah. It's not like there's one arcade room. They're just kind of yeah. Everywhere. They're scattered around all throughout. I'd like the Mortal Kombat table, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're just on the walls, like throughout okay. the whole thing, that's and cool. they also have like a a giant Connect Four thing with giant checkers. Oh yeah, kind of like they had at Jenga uh, and stuff like that. What you call it? Checker. I mean. Quarters. quarters. Yeah. I hate that place. Oh, they, oh, yeah. That was an electronic one. This one's a physical one. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Like, what did you climb the ladder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not as big as that, yeah. that one in quarter, uh, quarters. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, quarters is a poor excuse for an arcade. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's awesome. a local place. That's like, I mean, to me, it's like a. It's uh, all for tickets. A Mr. Yeah. That's not an arcade. That's just. Yeah, well, they don't have like any license games. That's a Chuck games. E. Cheese. It's that's all a kid's just casino. Like, yeah, you go to arcade <laughs> to put in your three initials on the scoreboard at right. the end. You know, that's what that's an arcade. If it's like you know for tickets, not like Mr. Tickets. Gaddy's or Chuck E. Cheese, that's not an arcade. And mm-hmm. it's not like generic games. Like, there's nothing with a license. There's no characters you recognize. Yeah. It's all just like random. Yeah. Bullshit. Kid Pull games. the stick. Hope for tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, stop the the light as it comes yeah. around. Like. But anyway, that's out of here. <laughs> is it loud in there, though, like with all the arcade machines going? Or like they kind of turned down? We went in at like 5 o'clock. Uh, there weren't, wasn't a big crowd at the time. Um, no, I wouldn't say it was loud. Hmm. I st- still want to go mainly to play arcade games. But, well, bring them like 60 bucks and you'll be all right. <laughs> and your 60 own bucks? Food, apparently. I'll just go buy my own game. Well, the food, the like Midway our bill for collection. two people is like 50 bucks. Cool. Y'all drink too? I mean, like no. drink drinker? No. Wow. We had the fried pickles. Two sandwiches, and that's probably it. Well, arcade games are pretty pricey, so <laughs> Well, for that, I just used change, you know, that we had. Pretty sad. Yeah, so it did use quarters, not like some token yeah, bullshit. Yeah, that's huh? one thing that's good. Like, Street Fighter took one quarter. 
Fucking A. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'll go for that. Yeah. <laughs> go there and like eat somewhere. Go there and yeah. order a beer and play and arcade, play arcade games. games. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> that's the review. That's in, Go and next that's... door to Chimes. <laughs> Get, eat. Yeah, eat. Yeah. And, then walk and then walk over to Arcadia and play games. See if you can take a beer That's really go. disappointing. It was. Wow. But anyway, at least there is some semblance of an arcade that we can go to. And, yeah. you know, if we had kids, we'd be like, I'm going to go home and play Minecraft. Shut up, you little twerp. Put another quarter in. I'm going to teach you how to play Mortal Kombat. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of Mortal Kombat, we're recording this on the eve of Mortal Kombat X releasing. Ah, uh, so, yes. Exciting times for Mortal Kombat fans. Is that already out for PC or something like I don't that? think so. And uh, the mobile game's out right now. Oh. Which it sucks. It's not like the Injustice mobile game. But that's other geek talk for another time. But next week, everybody, we'll be working 9 to 5 with Dolly Parton and Jane Fonda and the great Lily Tomlin. We hope you come back and see it. But in the meantime, I remain Trey Harris. Uh, Autumn. Jesse Sedgley. <laughs> Go to dinner school, everybody. When I was younger, just to My mama noticed funny things I did. Like shooting puppies with a BB gun. I'd poison guppies when I was done. I'd find a pussycat bashed its head. That's what my mama said. What did she say? She said, my boy, I think someday you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. You'll be a dentist. You have a talent for causing things. A People will pay you to be inhumane. Your temperament's wrong for the priesthood, and teaching would suit you still less. Sound be a dentist, you'll be a success. Here he is, folks, the leader of the flat. Suck up that gas, oh my god! He is a dentist that he'll never ever be good. Who wants that teeth done by the Marky Desai? Oh, that hurts! Wait, I'm not filming! Ah, uh, shut up. Open wide, here I come! I'm your dentist, and I enjoy the career that I picked. I'm your dentist, and I get off on the pain I And though it may cause my patience to stress Somewhere, somewhere in heaven above me I know, I know that my mom is proud of me Oh, mama? Cause I'm a dentist And a sexer Say ah Facebook.com slash awesome pods and follow us on Twitter at awesome pods.